Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 147 of your favorite podcast, The Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, I'm going to talk to you about refocusing our efforts. This... This is a good podcast. Fuck, I feel like I said that about all of them. But we just finished. And man, that shit was fire. I love this message. And I actually can't wait for it to drop so I can listen to it. As always, 147 brought to you by Revive. So much brought to you by Raw Summon Shoes. Go Mahaley at checkouts. Please leave us five stars and a review. Share us if you love us. I'll see you inside. I'm going to say it. God damn it. All right. <laughs> all right, you guys. All right, you guys. Oh my god, I hate myself for this. <laughs> I'm gonna come up for 148. I'm gonna come up with a new start. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Or I'll just you, you know what we should do? We should pre we should program one of those buttons. Have Matthew McConaughey's all right, all right, all right. All right. And at the start of every single episode, probably gotta pay for that. I don't know. Oh. We're, we're boys. We passed each other once at the Independent. Really? Yeah. Made eye contact. Let's see if he, he can be on the pod, dude. Let's get Matthew McConaughey on the pod. That would be kind of. I wonder cool. if we're big enough to get him on here. Oh yeah. I would think so. I, I know he does do podcasts and whatnot, yeah. but I, uh, dude, let's just tell him we're Austinites. Yeah, he loves Austin. He loves. Let's tell Austin. him how much we love the Longhorns. Your next guest, yeah, dude, we're Barbecue. big Texas Longhorns fans. Mm-hmm. If they get Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> I don't even know what I would say if he was here, like sitting in that chair. What's up? Dude, I have so many things to say, and I can't say anything at all. <laughs> oh, man. You guys want Matthew McConaughey on the podcast? Let me know. Seriously, we'll reach out. We'll reach out. Yeah, What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah, we, we, we can definitely reach out. That'd be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about refocusing our efforts. Um, but first, uh, make sure you're part of the Team Haley Challenge. This is open for anyone, everyone. You don't have to be a Team Haley client. You don't have to be anyone's client. You uh, can just be freelancing your way through fitness. It's, I mean, literally for a $50 price, you get entered to win $2,000. Um, the $100 package gets you like programming and whatnot, so nutritional recs and training recs and cardio recs, things like that. And the elite tier package gets you communication with the coaches, training uh, training video feedback. It gets you a halfway point check-in with a coach that will be designated for you. Um, and it gets you much more customization. That was like 200 bucks. Uh, so if people don't have a coach right now, people who are very serious about uh, their, their uh, fitness, um, this could be really good for you. But I mean, dude, it's $2,000. Like someone's got to win $2,000. First place, $1,000. Second place, $1,000. Third place is four, ooh, Four or five, four or five hundred dollars in revive and raw um, stuff. So yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be really good. Um, reminding you of the grow it I giveaway. I was reading comments from you guys. Jesus Christ, you guys light me up. I love it so much. I really appreciate it. Um, we are going to start next week. Um, we're going to start, and I'm going to take. I'm, I'm going to choose five. Um, of your reviews, five of your five star ratings and five star reviews, um, to 
have a $100 Amazon gift card. It's just our way of giving back. Uh, so make sure to participate in that. Share us, as always. We really appreciate it so much, and we love to know that you guys are um, enjoying the five podcasts a week. Yep. I, I'm enjoying it Yeah, it's a lot. fun. Actually, I yeah, like, we're, we're not, we don't run out of things to talk about. Every day's fun. Yeah. And it's kind of cool just to be in here bullshit. Every day's different, too. It is. It yeah. is. Um, <clears throat> so refocusing our efforts. Um, this is going to be a really important podcast for me as it's something that really falls in line with what I preach to my athletes on a day-to-day basis. Um, there were some folks didn't really enjoy the RIR training podcast much. Not that that they didn't enjoy it. They just wanted another light to be shined on RIR. Um, of course, you know, when I asked to elaborate or whatever, um, they kind of meet my confirmation bias with their confirmation bias. And it's not the most conducive, um, discussion at that point. Um, I, 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 I am very biased in how someone should train for body, but for muscular growth mm-hmm. specifically. Um, but I, I thought I laid RIR out decent. I could have talked maybe more about programming with RIR or just maybe more overall benefits from RIR. But like, the reality is, like, I'm going to be true to my message, mm-hmm. too. Well, like, you didn't say it didn't work. Yeah, I said you that. You said there's worked. a time and a place for it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. my message isn't RIR. Yeah. Like, there is a time and a place, and it's not to be your majority um, like your, your number one style of training. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, I just truly, I enjoy just educating and I am fortunate to come from a place from one, my own bodybuilding journey, which started as me being an absolutely terrible competitor. Um, literally finishing last place in my first ever show in men's physique, um, you know, working up to an overall state championship. Um, like I've definitely learned a lot from that. Um, but also I get to work with so many athletes and I'm very fortunate to have a network in this community that, you know, I'm constantly bouncing ideas or things off of. Listen guys, there's shit that works and there's shit that doesn't work. Right. Okay. Like point blank, like go find me someone who became a professional bodybuilder training RIR. All right. Have fun. You're not going to find it. Right. All right. They're training because they're pushing. I mean, a professional bodybuilder. I mean, honestly, even classic physique, even women's physique, like go find me something. Anybody with like a substantial a amount lot of tissue. Of tissue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that I, I I think that I've almost taken on the role, and in some people's mind, I am like the villain because I'll say the unpopular shit, or I'll be the bad guy that you know calls a spade a spade that everyone else wanted to call a club, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not like I want to be that. Right. But the reality is, like, dude, I fucking love this mm-hmm. shit. And, like, I love knowing that every podcast drop, you know, there's four <clears> or 5,000 <throat> people that are going to get good information that's mm-hmm. backed by science, um, you know, and anecdote, mm-hmm. science and substance. If that backs everything you're doing, you're doing pretty fucking good, right? And I enjoy being able to just give that to y'all straight up. Like, I listen to other fitness podcasts. I listen to other bodybuilding podcasts. Like, dude, they're not very good. I'm just, we're we're going to be 100. Yeah. They're not very good. Not, um, yeah. th- there's not another one like Grow or Die. And, and I say that from a place uh, that I'm proud, but I say it from a place of I'm just kind of embracing that I'll, I'll be the bad guy mm-hmm. and I'll be okay with that. Yeah, you won't change your view on it. What you believe is what exactly. you believe. Well, so something For the that, popular opinion. Yeah, something right. that's frustrating to me that I've always been combated with is like, why do you have to be so pushy or why do you have to be so aggressive? Like, dude, I'm sorry. That's just how I am. Like, I'm an aggressive human. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't remember the first, when's the first time we met? 
You I don't right? remember. Yeah. Uh, it was the, at the gym. And I was probably party. pretty fucking aggressive. Like the first time we met because mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. It's what I, there's nothing in my life. I do this not aggressive. And you know, like you yeah. can kind of say that too. Mm-hmm. Like you're not as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if you're going to like, you make your presence felt. Absolutely. And like, you don't, you know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not here to make everyone feel super warm and fuzzy and good. And I don't agree with the whole, if it makes them happy, then let them do it mentality. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're looking in a bodybuilding scope, there's one avenue, but let's just take a step back from bodybuilding. Let's focus on shit that actually matters in the world. Right now we have an obesity pandemic because everyone just lets them do it since it makes them happy. We have a toxic habit pandemic because it just makes them happy. Being toxic, being around toxic, allowing toxic, whatever it is, it makes them happy. So I'm not going to step in and say anything. When the reality is everyone who cares about that person knows that that person needs to change the way they're doing things, right? We have a behavioral issue pandemic. Honestly, people kind of behave like losers. And the things that people focus on is is things that losers focus mm-hmm. on. Um, and when I say people, I'm talking about like, like people that would never find the depths of this podcast. Right. <laughs> like, like they would never dare mm-hmm. click on Grow or Die podcast. Mm-hmm. Like the normal society has a behavioral issue pandemic. And it's a lot of things that I talk about here on the podcast. There's no ambition. They're not very happy. They're not extremely fulfilled. They're, they're, they're minimizing their talents and, and their full potential uh, to, you know, just comp- be compensated for essentially letting that go. Um, they're stuck in relationships with, you know, average sex or sex that's not suiting them. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the, like, these are all behavioral issues. Yeah. They're just unhappy. Like, they're, yeah, they're quite frankly. Pretty depressed. Like, the public is just not very happy individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, you pass a lot more upset individuals than happy Absolutely. individuals. People are always looking forward or people are always looking backward. And, like, it's never really the here and now. And so few people are able to just cope with the here wow, and now. The more I think about it, like, being in public, everybody is just, Really, they just look exhausted. They, dude, people truly do look exhausted. They look just beat because everywhere in their life they're stressed. Yeah, and that's sad. But why am I just going to sit back and let people do that if it makes them happy? Because that's the problem. It's not making them happy. Mm -hmm. You're extremely obese to the point where you could die. It's not making you happy. It's not serving your friends. It's not serving anyone around you. You are involved in a, in a toxic situation with something in your life. It is not making you happy. It's not making you feel comfortable or at home. You're just used to it. And I mean, fuck, you know, people who are surrounded by toxic consistently, you kind of get addicted to those hormones. Yep. You know, you kind of get addicted to feeling that, that high yep. and you self-sabotage you just, you know, whatever it is. Like, I mean, I can't lie. I've been someone who I was, I was guilty of doing that. I mean, fuck you. I got to check myself really hard. Even now to this day, it's a huge flaw of mine. Yep. Like growing up wasn't in a very good situation. All I knew was, you know, just angry and animosity, things like that. That's a lot of people grow up that way, but that, that becomes your home. That's like your safe haven when shit pops off. And we being myself, we never do the shit that it actually takes to fucking fix it. Yeah. And like, that's where I get frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm. 
And but like, like you know, it's an issue, and like you yeah, need you, to fix you know, it. it's you want to thing. fix it. It's obviously inside of you. Yeah, but like I, you, you don't want it to ever show itself mm-hmm. again, right? So we have a behavioral issue. If it if it's just making them happy, let them do it. The issue is no one's happy. The issue in bodybuilding is people are wasting their time. The issue in real world is people are wasting their time. The issue with everything across the board. Look literally everywhere and you see time and energy being fucking wasted. Because our efforts aren't focused in the right fucking place. We're dropping bombs in Syria and we're not even caring about the fact that they're starving and hungry people in America. Starving hungry people in the world. People without fucking plumbing in the world. No, we don't need to save the fucking world, right? We don't need to fucking tear it apart. Bomb. I mean, everyone fucking either. We just don't fucking have to. Mm-mm. It's like the, the, where the energy, but like that falls in line with everywhere else. Then that's where all the media's attention is. And that's where all the people's attention is. And then it draws more divisiveness between political parties. And then it draws divisiveness between your friends. And then the, the, the divisiveness doesn't just, and there's not categories. You guys, you guys, your day doesn't work in categories. Your day works as one overarching thing. If you have divisiveness or you have animosity or you have X, Y, Z over something that you have no fucking control over, it carries over into the rest of your day. It's how you interact um, you know, interpersonally, socially, how you conduct your, your work. All these things are affected by that. So like, why are we focused our efforts on that rather than focusing our efforts on the shit that actually matters that we have control of? Does that fucking make yeah, sense? No, it does. People just focus on the wrong fucking yeah. shit. And like, control your controllables. Yeah. And like really like this post was supposed or this post, this podcast was supposed to be pretty fucking bodybuilding centric, but like, it's kind of like, this is just world. Yeah. People are focused on terrible, just not even terrible, just not things that aren't fucking self-serving. And honestly, it's really frustrating. Yeah. So in bodybuilding, we have an issue with efforts being exhausted in places that don't fill the pot of potential. And and that why we bodybuild, right? Like we we bodybuild to win shows, mm-hmm. sure. The reality is you are going to lose more than you win. Yeah. Um, as a competitor, that's true. As a coach, it doesn't have to be true. As a competitor, you're going to lose more times out than you win. And if that's not true, then, I mean, you are like, you are likely very genetically gifted and you probably are working very fucking hard for this. Mm-hmm. So hats off to you. Um, I would love to coach you. <laughs> <laughs> Apply. <laughs> Send me a DM, please. Um, but the reality is you're going to lose... And you're going to win some as well if you stick to it long enough. But bodybuilding is kind of about fulfilling your pot of potential. Like, I want to see how fucking good of a bodybuilder I can be. I think I can be a pretty good bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And that's why I chase. That's why I set goals, right? Like, yeah, the goal is to win Mr. USA. But to go alongside that is to win Mr. USA, I have to push this vessel that I live in really far. And like, that's, that's the challenge. That's the reward that comes out with it is like, yes, Hey, the title's cool. But what I did with the physique was way cooler, right? That's why we bodybuild. Mm -hmm. So why would I want my focus? Why would I, I being a bodybuilder, just representing the bodybuilding community, why would I want my efforts to not be focused and shit that gets me closer to fulfilling that pot of yep. potential? Mm-hmm. That's fucking frustrating. And I see it all the time. And I see the quite frank, some people who are arguing with me over RIR, I see them like you're, you're, you're not filling your client's pot of potential. And to me, that's extremely frustrating. I call the shit out. 
like straight up, I want it fixed because people's times, life, passions, health, it's not worth not calling them out. Like, look at this shit you see daily in the gym, like glute kickbacks. We all know how I almost got drilled today in the chin by fucking by a flying uh, flying ankles. Yeah, dude. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. They're trash. They're not safe to perform around other people. And they don't do anything anyway. No. How, you're going to tell me that's going to stimulate as much growth. Like, so you started your workout with 200 pound squats and then you went over and you did 200 pound hip thrust and then you did a hundred pound lunges. What the fuck's the 20 pound kickback going to do? <laughs> what the fuck is that going to do? Because it burns dude. Burning is not indicative whatsoever of stimulus. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's indicative of lactate fluids building up in the area. Yeah. Like, fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> fucking Christ. That shit gives me an aneurysm. It truly gives me a fucking My legs aneurysm. burn on the elliptical. Am I yeah. fucking getting big? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I go run a mile right now, I'm going to burn. Exactly. That doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just going to burn. I'm going to be in the hospital. You're going to get jacked after that run, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Stairmaster sidesteps. Why Why are people doing that? Bench press? Bench press is a pretty trash movement. I mean, I'm just going to be 100. Yeah, that was a tough one for me to swallow. Yeah. And yeah, you were a bench bro. I like bench. I mean. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It just works with my body It's good for so building well. strength. Yeah. And, you know, it, there, there, there are people. Whose bodies it works well for, like Coop, like Coop. Like Coop. Um, but for 99.999% of the rest of us, I mean, bench press is trash for like, <laughs> like how can you have your humerus in a set position that can only go vertical? It can't move in. How are you going to have this humerus in this set condition and get a good pet contraction when the pec's main function is pulling the humerus towards the midline of the body, we don't get hardly, we get like, we get 20% of a pull towards the midline of the body with a bench press. Like it's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's again, it's good for building strength and clients that I use it with. It's to build strength mm-hmm. and we're, we're just trying to beef everything up, right? It's a good big three. Obviously there's a lot of weight you can load on the bar more than other movements. I mean, I did it for so long and I, it explains why I have a, Terrible chest. I did it for so long, too. It explains why mine sucks also. Mine sucks. Majority of supplement companies, dude, trash, trash, trash. Let me tell you some of the companies I would use today. Obviously, Revive and Roll, duh. Mm-hmm. Morphogen Nutrition, I would use. Um, Doug Miller's company. Mm-hmm. Carbolin. Um, EFX. Dr. Jeff Galini. From the Ohio State University. He's a Buckeye. Of course you can trust him. Um, that, I think that's it. That's it. Doug Miller's company, EFX, Morphogen, Reviverol. I think that's it. I, I wouldn't take anything from another supplement company. In terms of like an actual, you know, full scale supplement now, like things like, like now foods for things like one off the little orange bottles with the purple tops. They're pretty good. Um, I get, I, I use some, uh, betting HCL from them. Um, like acetyl L carnitine revive doesn't have it. Um, I have, I forget who I use on that one, but yeah, I mean, overall for like supplements, I, I would not use one of those, like, 
when you guys understand the inner workings of supplement companies, dude, these places are trash. Mm -hmm. Like these places are really, really, really trash. And like a lot of, um, you know, coaches with large rosters are sending their, their athletes in places that we know are terrible. Mm -hmm. Like that, that are just bad supplement companies. Cause they'll pay the highest commission checks, mm -hmm. like whatever. <laughs> the keto diet. I remember being on Twitter doing multiple threads about why the keto diet's so trash. And dude, I don't, I'll never forget the keto zealots coming at me. That's a, I can't fathom just eating I know. cheese I know. and bacon and, well. and I could do a keto diet. I never would, but I could. Like you see, at the, my no my way. struggle with the my struggle every day is carbs. I could eat keto. Not, mine struggle is fat. Really? Oh I, man, I don't. I don't. Eat any fat? Man, I could. I could, dude. I bet you, I could do. I could. I would thrive on five hundred pro, three hundred fat daily. Oh my god! I would thrive. thrive, thrive. You would feel thrive. horrible. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, in terms horrible. of my food behaviors, <laughs> okay. they would thrive. Listen. Everything else would be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my functioning, my gym performance would tank. <laughs> You'd my be sleep, on the toilet. My dude, I'd be shitting <laughs> on the toilet, dude. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Um. Something really frustrates me is put it just coaches putting their head in the sand due to lack of education. Whenever someone says, I would never, you know, you know, they're that they're not educated on what they're speaking about. And like, I prefer to not speak on things. I'm not educated, at least somewhat educated about. Mm -hmm. Right. There's the some way. things that I could, that I speak on that I could use more education. Uh, but like speaking on this part of me challenging myself and my thoughts and my beliefs. Right. But, like, this is your profession. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, we're considered professionals, mm -hmm. um, you know, in this field. I'm not sure how you earn that title. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I would be considered a professional bodybuilding coach. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I coach professional bodybuilders. <laughs> I think that might be the blue so check. So, is, is that it? Yeah, you get the blue check once you start Got it. coaching pros. Got it. So, once you have pros. So, I'm a professional bodybuilding coach by trade. Um, it's just kind of like knowing your place. It is. It was like the other it day is. I told you I had to tell um, a guy, yeah. you know, an inquiry, that I yeah. couldn't take him on because... You know, he was already running such a big cycle yeah. and planned on m using that moving forward. And I was like, hey, honestly, I'm not well-versed in this category yet. Yep. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm doing my best to learn, but I'm, yeah. I'm not there yet. And I don't yeah. feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's huge. But more people need to be there. Yeah. More people need to do that. Like, there's coaches coming to mind right now that need to that need to take a few steps back. Well, they're just doing on it for the, the cash. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm like, exactly. I, I'm not doing this for the cash, no. man. Like, I I really want to take you on. Well, help if, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and when you when you do shit for that reason, it shows. It shows in your work. It shows in your athlete buy-in, um, and it shows in the athlete trust. Mm -hmm. Quite frank, um, and you know, I, I I think that you know that was a differentiator of, of TM, you mm -hmm. know, early on in its, in its origin, uh, that I think people really, really like. So putting your head in the sand through a lack of education. I, I like, why I'm going to call that out. And when I see bullshit, I, I, every time I, I will DM someone, I don't give a fuck who you are. If yeah. I'm seeing bullshit and like, you're truly putting out bad information, I'll just DM you and we'll talk. I'm not going to blast you. I might throw shade at you on the podcast. But I'm not going to blast you. But you're doing you. it for a good reason because they can be hurting people. It's because they, they, most of these people have clients that are friends of mine. Yeah. And like now this is getting regurgitated to them or this could become part of their protocol. Yep. And I'm worried about what your knowledge is here. Quite frank, 100%. Um, so 
let's 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 take a look into some things here. I, w- I want you to play along with me here. Let's look at your training. Is every movement in your protocol something that is done in a stable environment? If you're not in a stable environment, then you, uh, you either need to be supported by your chest, your back, or your feet. And I mean full support. If you're not there, then we're probably not going to have a lot to be able to overload. So is every movement done in a stable environment that you can overload through a safe path of motion over time on? So for some people who have shoulder impingements, behind the neck sh- shoulder press probably isn't a good idea, huh? That would be a no. You will not be able to overload on that. Handstand push-ups, probably not a great idea, right? Mm-mm. So you probably won't be able to overload on that. So why are we doing that? I'm not even going to go down that fucking rabbit hole because I'll start throwing shade. Do parts of your training emulate poses that you will hit on stage? Here, a bikini girl, we should probably do you know some sort of RDL movement. We should do some sort of hip hinge because the majority of your time is spent hip hinging. And and, and I don't say this to like bikini girls and for you like run your coach pick. I'm not doing any hip hinge movements. Like it's not. Maybe you don't need it. Like this is for a majority, not for all. It's not a blanket, right? We should be emulating what our poses are. I like doing standing high cable curls when I don't have a forearm injury because they emulate a front double bicep and a back double bicep, okay? I like doing shit that I am literally going to do on stage. Why would we... Why would we practice catching the football if we're going to run or if we're going to throw the football? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Why would a quarterback play wide receiver? Well, why would we do things that we don't hit in poses on stage? Like, think about that. Um, Another really good one, like you hit a side chest on stage and you get in a crouched position. Well, what, what position are you putting your legs in? Your ankle to your knee to your hip is in a leg curl position. So do leg curls. Mm hmm. It's not rocket, like this shit's not rocket science. It truly is just like thinking outside the box and consistently thinking there. Like, I'm not really that smart. If I'm being 100 with you, I'd be 100 because I'm a little high. I do wish I was higher. I wish we had the weed in here. I wish we did. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Even just a little pen. Yeah. I'm not that smart of a guy. I'm a very good problem solver. I have elite critical thinking capability. Outside of those two things, I'm trash. <laughs> Your average intelligence? Av- I, I, I'm not a genius by any stretch of imagination. You know what? It's crazy because I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is, like, I make these posts and share this podcast. People are like, this guy's a fucking genius. No, this guy's just really good at problem solving and critical thinking and, and absorbing data and information. No, you know a lot of shit, though. I know a lot of shit because I've done a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of shit about bodybuilding and physiology and like stuff. Experience. Yeah, so if we're talking physiology, what else my fucking degrees yeah. in it? My whole life's been dedicated to it. But let's go over some simple algebra. <laughs> Geometry? <laughs> See ya. You want me to tell you what country that is? I literally know America. <laughs> I can't even point to Idaho on the map. <laughs> yeah. 
even even a map that's labeled like this shit's not that hard a majority of you guys listening to this are way fucking smarter than me we just need to think outside the box we truly just need to think about what am i what where are my focuses right now can i overload this can i consistently beat this and is this a variable that can be measured and progressed and if your fitness protocol isn't doesn't have variables that can be measured and progressed you are literally hold you're not going to get better you're not going to achieve anything let's look at your diet are you being fed to perform or fed to lose weight i believe in feeding my athletes dude i believe in high performance the entire the, as far as we can possibly have it in the contest prep hitting prs beat you know everything beat logbook as as long as you fucking can and if you're training harder, it's a mentality shift that I that I give all my clients when they start. If you're training harder, you're burning more and forcing more adaptation. Both those things matter because the 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 improved physique is going to be going to come from forced adaptation, not necessarily burning more. Right? So you're in prep, you're training harder and smarter alongside that. You need to be fed to perform. Are you fed enough to facilitate recovery from hard sessions? Again, a lot of people, a lot of people listen to this podcast. If you really assess your protocols, the answer there is no. Are you fed enough to at least beat or at least match the logbook or beat outside of five weeks from a show? Is there a question as to whether or not protein is high enough to facilitate growth and recovery? That's the big one. There's a lot of coaches don't understand how vital protein is and having high protein there's a whole podcast on it it's probably the best podcast i've ever done Mm, i liked it cardio is it pulling away from your performance in the gym are you doing forms of cardio that you can perform intense enough to lose fat or keep fat off in a surplus so if you if you don't feel like you can push harder on the stairmaster than you are then you need to figure something else out same same everywhere across the board what what can we settle into and what can we push ourselves on to force an adaptation are you able to progress with your cardio and not be injured so again back to the stairmaster so i leave stairmaster out to like the end or late middle of a contest prep um because it is that's when we did you went to the stairmaster when like yeah. five weeks out mm-hmm. four weeks out um that's much more, um, there's a much greater recovery response from the stairmaster actually being physical steps. It's actual, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally putting stress like from your toes to your ankles, to your knees, to your, there's connective tissue, there's joint stress, there's muscular stress, all comes with those, right? Well, like something like an elliptical doesn't really have, um, all of the acute stress. It's more so muscular there, uh, for a majority of people, um, it's like I'll save the stairmaster till the end because you only progress on it so much. There's also such thing as movement efficiency that every single day for 20 weeks you went in and you did the stairmaster. Whereas a better there, there was a better approach here. We we just needed to break up the cycle a little bit because your body got really fucking good at doing the stairmaster. Not a similar from the ellipticals. Today your body will just get really good at doing the elliptical and it'll just perform that movement very efficiently. Like if we're not constantly like changing things up a little bit, pushing things a little bit mm-hmm. harder, then you know we're we're probably going to solve fat loss a little bit. Yep. Supplements are you using subs that are certified highest quality. There's only one supplement company in America right now. It's approved by WADA, and they are the sponsors of this podcast. So I would recommend probably using the best shit. Do you know the purpose of what you're taking? Let's look at your coaching. Can your coach take you to your ultimate goal? 
Look at that ultimate goal. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be in this sport? Is your coach the influence that you need to get there? Nobody really wants to be the bad guy in the industry because I think everyone in this industry thinks that you need to like appeal to the masses and I get more followers and I get more likes and I get more interaction because they're focused more so on, well, one, the monetary side, two, the clout chasing side, um, and three, just like having a clean name. And, like the reality is if you're a bodybuilding coach, you're never going to have a clean name. A good one. Uh, yeah. If you're a good bodybuilding yeah. coach, someone can come out and say shit about you and you rile up a crowd about you, mm -hmm. right? Um it's the nature of the beast. When you're using high-level PEDs and you're using extremely high-level cycles for very high-level individuals, and when you're a high-level coach, you talk to people in a way that you expect them to win. Not everyone's going to fucking like that shit, right? So you're not going to have a clean slate if you're a good bodybuilding coach. I don't mind being the fucking bad guy. A lot of people just can't, they, they, they just don't have the spine for it. They don't have the fucking balls for it. Or maybe they just truly don't know that these, this many things is wrong, right? I think we need to refocus our efforts on truth and reasoning. I think we need to refocus our efforts on people that have achieved the thing. Like, what, what do you want to do? Has, ha, has that been achieved by the person? That doesn't mean... Well, if I want to win Olympia, then I need to be with someone who's won an Olympia. It's not that. Has your coach produced at an extremely high, a ridiculously high level within themselves and their athletes? Are your co is your coach and their athletes constantly exceeding the, you know, what the that person should be doing? Are they exceeding or are they just mashing? I want to be around exceptionality. I want to be around people that are fucking killing it, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's important that I'm, I have a coach and that I am a coach that expects you to be there. I expect you to be exceptional in every single essence of that word. Achieve something, then talk. Listen to people who have achieved things and then form an opinion. Refocus our efforts in the shit that we know works. Episode 147, I'll see you next time.